Welcome back to Podcast Radio. I'm Andy. I'm Joe. And have you ever like thought about like how many millions, it's got to be millions, right, of miles of untouched, you know, national parks. Easy. You know, uh, forest. That we haven't touched. Yeah, yeah, like no, I mean, there might have been, someone has walked through it at some point in history, but... Uh, for the most part, no one ever goes there ever, ever, ever. You know what I mean? It's too far in. You know, who's got the time to take or the experience or the knowledge to like walk into those so super deep and then come out, you know? Yeah. It, there, there's a bunch of territory mm-hmm. that, like you said, I'm sure somebody's been there, but it's not heavily you know, populated or trafficked or visited. Or- yeah. There's not even a trail there. It's so thick. You can't even walk through some of it. Yeah. I'm like, are you allowed to machete your way through a national forest? Probably not. Clink, clunk, clink, clunk. And then also on top of that, then there's, there's mountains, right? So that's a whole nother terrain of area that people, that is even less percentage of people are going to. And then on top of that, right. then you have um, caves that's even less. Who's traveling through those things? You know, you're not just gonna, hey, let's go caving this weekend. You know, yeah, I'll never see that guy again. You know what I mean? <laughs> you got to have some experience or some uh, a guide or something to take you. And then he's gonna take you. He or she will just take you where they want to take. You. Oh yeah, they'll take you to the you know the Disneyland one. It's as flat <laughs> as pancake. Yeah. You know the it, the ceilings are a thousand feet tall. You know you basically just yeah. walk down. You're not gonna rappel down. And you know here you are. Yeah. Oh, I came this weekend. Okay. So with that, with all that being said, perfect deal. The Smoky Mountains. Oh, okay. So ever heard of the Feral People? Mm-hmm. So in watching some shows about it, then doing some research, and then we'll go back and watching other shows about it. I'm I'm a little bit uh intrigued by the fact that I feel they might exist. Mm-hmm. Don't think they're going around stealing people like some people may claim or these groups say they if you wander off too much, the feral people will grab you and take you and whatnot. I don't see why they would attract try to attack attract more attention to themselves. But what's your take on it? You think they're out there? Well, I just think there's so many like there was a at at the time of like the Great Depression and things like that, there were groups of people that are like, screw this, you know, we're going to live on the land. And so there are groups that um, people claim that went in the Appalachians and went up there. Then you got moonshiners, you know? Oh, yeah. Back in the day. You know, I know you can moonshine now, and they sell it and stuff. Right. There was a time when people lived out in the woods, and that's how they lived. And then we've all seen Deliverance. <laughs> so is there still, like, you know, the sloth family from the Goonies living out there, you know, inbreeding? I don't know. Yeah. And that's another topic I want to talk about later, too, is the most inbred family in, in history. You heard of them? Uh-uh. Oh, that's right in this area. Oh, gosh. But they finally allowed a fa- uh, an author with a camera to go in there and take pictures of them. If you look it up online, you can see this inbred family. I'll touch quick on that. See who was with who and how the, the family tree turned into a big branch. And that was it. And they all... So no, they didn't have any scholars or or um, people getting awarded any uh-uh. science awards <laughs> nope. in this family. 
nope. <laughs> they grunt. Oh gosh, that's how they communicate. <laughs> Pretty much, and it's uh, I don't know. When I saw the segment on this, I got kind of scared. Like, oh, that yeah. stuff exists. Mm-hmm. You know, I it's it's scary. Well, then on top of that too, there's another group of there's people that they just want to disappear. Exactly. Like I, I'm I'm done. And then there's who knows? Is there fugitives that? You know, if they know they get caught, they're going to jail for the rest of their lives. But they're very outdoorsmen, you know. And Who they're can like, survive. Yeah, I could live out here for the rest of my life free. Exactly. Off the grid. Yeah. And live well. Mm-hmm. Well, as far as with that, there is a, one guy disappeared in the Smoky Mountains. That's it's said to believe he was taken by the feral people. But yet he left with a backpack and some some tools, minor things, and a note on his car. Don't follow me. I I think the guy just wanted to be left alone and said, I'm done Mm -hmm. with society, people, whatever, and said, I'm tapping out. Oh, so he did all that, and then people are like, the feral people got him. Yeah. And they left a note. Yeah. Okay. Left a note. <laughs> yeah. Dapa, Oh, a note? Okay. Yeah. What is it? What, what do you want me to say? <laughs> Don't follow. Okay, got it, got it. Yeah. So it, it's, uh, it's kind of interesting how they have all the speculation of these feral people. What I think is like what you said is people who just want to be left alone. They said that there's, uh, you know when they're coming around because there's a putrid smell. Well, man, don't shower for so long. You're gonna stink. Mm-hmm. Don't shave. You're gonna have hair. Um, I don't. I don't see how maybe they're tying those two things in. But you know, you take the area of the uh, Smoky Mountains. I didn't know it was this big. It's five hundred and twenty-two thousand acres. Mm. That's that's just one national park. That's one national park, and that's over eight hundred square miles. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, somebody get lost really quick. So you have that. You have uh, 384 miles of roads. 238 of them are paved. 146 are not. There's buildings, mountains. There's 16 mountain peaks that are over 6,000 feet tall. 16 mountain peaks. So now you're looking at the flat part of things. Now you're talking about the mountains. So now you have more area to cover where somebody could hide and Mm -hmm. whatnot. 730 miles of fish-bearing streams and another 1,300 miles of uh, tributaries. So you've got all kinds of water sources and things happening. So could you live out there? Oh, yeah. Very easily. Especially if you could find yourself a little area that's yours, you know? Yeah. And you have a natural, like, alarm system. Yeah. Animals, you know, bears, wolves, you know, any kind of cats, you know, that will... A normal mm-hmm. person like me that goes out in the woods and thinks they're going to go exploring by themselves will just get eaten up. Exactly. And typically, most people are not going to want to venture off trails. So you could hide very easily. <clears throat> it's funny how they find in the middle of all this stuff where they go exploring, they find stuff to make moonshine. They find their tubs and their metal. Oh, yeah. Out in the middle of the woods. So it'll yeah. be like a bath, old bath basin or yeah. something. Yeah. And so somebody's been there doing something so the smoky mountains national park uh they hire about 240 people working there not including the 2600 volunteers so there's a lot of people working this area to disappear the one the one that got the most notoriety was the child that was uh lost in there when he was six years old back in the day they 
I won't go through all of that. And I think his name was uh, Dennis Martin, uh-huh. the little boy. Yes. <clears throat> With all the wildlife, mountains, treacherous areas, could something happen to a little kid? Probably. Bears, wild boar, you know, those pigs eat everything down to the bone. You'd never find anything about them. So it's it's funny how everything gets pushed back on to this whole feral human thing. And they took it for a while and ran with it. And then they it like lost its popularity. And then it like resurfaced again. So I was watching their graph, <clears throat> how popular the visits were going. And then it was like dropping and declining. And then things started surfacing about urban legends. What could be out here? Then you start seeing the graph show back up how, you know, tourism and everything else. So started to climb. So I thought, well, how much money does this place make? The uh, area there in 2013 made $734 million. That's good money for just a bunch of trees and mountains. Yeah. So it's it creates a lot of jobs. It had over 10,734 jobs in the surrounding communities. You know, it, it's a good economic shot in the arm. So I think is all this being fabricated call it the feral people to bring people in to hopefully they can see one, hear one, smell one or something and tourism souvenirs. Is it a big hoax to, you know, kind of like where we are at here in this area, they have the meteor crater who wants to come see a hole in Caliche? Oh yeah. Yeah, But people do. And I've known people who've been here from other countries. They traveled all the, for what? <laughs> <laughs> it's like full of uh, weeds and stuff. Exactly, mosquitoes <laughs> all grown in it, and it's just they're expecting to find something. Yeah, and it's like, well, is this what this was all about? So the theory behind all this was that the feral people basically just started evolving, reproducing, created their own, I guess, little village or whatever. And they can't be found. The rumor was when the child was missing that they allegedly released a a team of Green Berets to find him. But they wouldn't tell the media that they were there. So they went in there carrying weapons and everything else. And one article in this said that, how is it that the Green Berets went after a child with full gear and weapons? What were they looking for at that point? One guy says that they were led on to believe they were out there to kill feral people mm-hmm. because they're cannibals and they basically just try to steal people and eat them. So these theories of the feral and wild people living in the Smokies have been around for decades, but the recent internet attention has made them a popular topic to discuss today. It can be argued the theory originated with the wild man of the Smoky Mountains. Uh, he was supposedly spotted in 1877. Dozens of similar sightings were reported, et cetera, et cetera. These wild men were said to be half man and half beast. So I would think it's a man living like a beast. Is that what they're referring to as that being their half and half? The disappearances. I mean, people go missing a lot of places. We're not going to blame it on a wild person or could it be? What are, yeah. your, what are your thoughts on that? Well, on the um, Dennis Martin case, so David Politis, mm-hmm. you know, he he did an investigation on it. And so in one of his books, in regards to the Green Berets, he uh, says, uh, 
there was two cases where Green Berets were called in. Uh, they established their own camp and communication and searched alone. They did not communi- communicate with the national park officials and seemed to have their own ideas on how to find a missing person if that was their mission. As I have made appearances on various shows and spoken about in books, I have asked for any Green Berets to contact me to discuss the Leg and Martin cases. During the last year, I had two different contacts from families of retired Green Berets. It was almost as though the Special Forces members didn't want to contact me directly, but did not want to reach out and answer basic questions. Both contacts stated they had a father who was a retired Green Beret and wanted to clarify one item. In each contact, they clearly made the statement that Green Berets do not search for missing children. Each said that these soldiers sometimes deal with national security issues and they keep their secrets for a lifetime. I did ask them that if they were not searching for the children, then what were they doing in the woods? The answer was the same in each case. They weren't there searching for lost boys. So those two stories line up. Yeah, so the Green Berets were called in and there's pictures of them showing up at the at the scene of the definitely the Dennis Martin case. And, um, with weapons yeah um well the pictures they released they had none but it's very like kind of curated here's a couple shots oh, okay you know so the i don't know if there's more out there um but uh, like you said is a, a green beret gonna go in the woods with no weapons no no especially when they're on when they're training and stuff like that uh so it, like you said if they're not searching for boys then they're searching for something yeah. Oh, Rambo could survive out there. Yeah. Rambo. Toothpick and a and a old timer knife. <laughs> It'll take down the whole town. Yeah, so I mean, it's like uh they, they were either searching for obviously what took the kid is probably what they were after. I'm thinking wildlife. Well, that's uh one thing, but there's so many uh have you heard the key uh report? So a family name with the last name of the key, no. K-E-Y. Okay. So a family from Carthage, Tennessee was in the mountains that day looking uh, for wildlife in uh, Kate's Cove, several miles from where Dennis went missing. So they left without ever knowing about the search for the missing boy. Weeks later, when the father, Harold Key, learned about the search, he called officials and reported hearing a scream and a figure running through the woods. News reports at the time indicated that Key's son thought the figure was a bear. Later, they determined it was a disheveled man hiding in the bushes. He was definitely avoiding us, the father said. So um, officials discounted this story, and it was... um, something his father didn't even know about until much later. They did find uh, the shoes that his son was wearing, a foot, a oh. shoe print in the dirt. And, and uh, a sock or something, wasn't yeah. it? So it was like a shoe print and then a, a barefoot, like he lost a, sh- a shoe. That's what it was, yes. Okay, okay. So uh, the father, Mr. Key, he also said that this man was had something over his back as well. Really? So, you okay. know. Could have that been the boy? You know, did he take the boy? And was it a man or was it, uh, you know, some people claim Sasquatch, Bigfoot, or was it some other kind of creature? And was, you know, he heard the, he heard a screaming, 
heard him scream. Um, so like, did he kill him or did he just knock him out or, you know, who knows what? I don't know. So, okay. That makes sense. So do you think if they took these people, do you think they ate them or turned them into part of their little Yeah. Clan? Or turned them in part of their clan. Um, and then uh, a few interesting things on their, um, Pleiades said that they had a tip. Someone called in and they just left this tip. They said, you guys are looking in the wrong place. You keep looking on the ground. You need to look up in the trees. And that was the end of the tip. So that's Whoa. a weird tip. And then number two, they had an FBI agent there. Um, and I re can't recall his name. Um, but he, um, after, and I don't know if it was years or months after, he committed suicide. So that's a weird thing. This agent that uh, was investigating this, his name is um, Jim Reich. R-I-K-E. And some people speculate that he killed himself just because um, he, you know, worked so many of these missing children's cases, He and he knew more than he uh, was allowed to share. But another weird thing is the FBI doesn't come in and search for missing people either. Right. That's yes. what I was going to say. So you got yeah. the FBI there, and then you got the Green Berets there. So what are they doing there? Mm -hmm. And like he, like he says, when the FBI shows up, they're taking reports, and then the reports are sending back to headquarters or the field office, and they're reading those and, um, <clears throat> you know, getting updated. Okay, do this, that, you know, what else? So it's just weird that the FBI's there, Green Berets are there, and then they had thousands of volunteers just scouring the area and they didn't find anything but the little footprints, you know. I think at one in one story I heard that even Boy Scouts Boy Scouts were there. Were going out yeah. looking. Yeah, they had Boy Scouts, they had volunteers, Green Beret, they had that, that one FBI agent, then they had the National Parks guys, then they had search and rescue and um I mean just everybody. Yeah. So uh yeah, I mean it's too weird of a case to if there was an animal that ate him up, there would be like an animal's not going to be like, okay, I got to make sure I got to hide all these tennis shoes. Right. What am I going to do with it? You know, there's going to be yeah. ripped up clothes somewhere. There's going to be like a gore mess somewhere. Yeah. You know, um, and then once it has its fill, then other animals are going to come in and gobble up stuff and spread the bones out all over the place. So you would think they would find something. True. Okay. So since Dennis Martin. Then there was also Trenny Gibson from 1976, disappeared on a uh, school trip. Uh, Derek Luking was the guy that uh, visited the Smokies alone. His car was found full of gear with a note on the windshield that said, don't try to follow me. That's mm. the guy. There. Yeah, yeah. And that was in uh, 2012, so pretty recent. So do you think he just kind of went off the grid? Mm -hmm. Not so much of a feral man, but just, no. I'm done? yeah. And then after, uh, I mean, can you be by yourself that long, not to ever talk to anybody or anything? I bet some people can. Yeah, that's kind of, uh, you got to be, I think, a little crazy to do, to just never talk to anybody again. and not just done. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, w would you finally be like, man, I really would like someone to hang out with or to have, you know, would you kidnap a yeah someone to ha just have a companion? Because once you get them all the way out there, you know, you could say, hey, I'm not tying you up or anything. You can run wherever you want, but you won't make it 100 yards before you're dead. The only right. way you're going to survive is with me. You are nowhere near. Hey, that should be a movie. Oh, that'd be good. That would be a good movie. So the, other, the theories are that if it's not 
feral people, that it could be aliens, Wendigos, Bigfoot, or portals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all those things are are uh, possibilities. Plausible, yeah, yeah, po- possible plausibility in my possible. mind. You know. No, no, I agree. I agree. <laughs> Why couldn't it be? Yeah. So that's that's pretty interesting. So, would you ever go out and camp in the middle of nowhere in the Smoky Mountains? Sure, with other people. I never go by myself. Not like Pilates says you always go. You're armed. You have a, a, a emergency tracking device. You know, like a watch that they yeah. sell. It's a couple hundred bucks, and then if you get lost, you pull the pin, and then immediately they'll start searching for you. So things like that, and then also go with people. I'd go look for you. That's good. I'd find you. You'd find me with a feral man. Yeah, I, I would just start yelling, people be yelling your name. I would just be yelling things that you don't agree with to make you mad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we, we still have probably more with people that weird things up in the woods and stuff. So uh, if you have any questions or comments, uh, podcast13 at gmail.com. Like, subscribe, and share. And give us a five-star review wherever you listen. Until next time. Bye.